Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, longtime friend, almost a decade and a half knowing you, yeah. my brother. In a long time. Tomas Martinez, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Love uh, this setup, man. This, I, is, this is very nice, brother. You did it right. I'll tell you what. Um, there's few people in my circle who every single time I, I connect with and speak to where I might be at a seven, you pick me up yeah. to a nine. I might yeah. be at an eight, you pick me up to a 10. I might be at a 10 and somehow you like push me higher than I was before just from an energy yeah. perspective, an encouragement. Yeah. I have no doubt that you believe in me every yeah. single time. But not only that, for my energy, you give me great content to go to. So okay. I can't be around you without getting a great quote, a great yeah. um, somebody to read or a, a lesson to hear. But again, every there's no there's I don't think there's been an exception. Yeah. Every single time I'm with you, you're somebody who just gives me great content. So thank you so much for your investment in me over the years. I think you've been opening up doors for me for the last 15 years. I remember um, Antonio Daniels basketball oh, camp. You got yes. me on over there as well. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we so, had a good time. So I want people to know who are tuning in to know who you are. So I want to go through your bio real quick. Okay. You graduated with your bachelor's degree from UTSA in interdisciplinary studies. That's right. I was a teacher. Teacher. Come yeah. On. And then you went into uh, you got your master's degree from Texas A and M with with education administration with a vision of being a principal. That's right. So then you spent eleven years teaching, and then you were the you're the owner of Luxury Home Magazine in San Antonio and Austin. That's right. And uh, you are, are also a John Maxwell speaker, coach, trainer, and teacher. As well, you have Mindset Monday. You, you put out content at tm3impact.com. Yep. So if you're listening in, tune in to him and, and hear what he has to say. Uh, Tomas, you have some great, great content out there. And um, I, I want us to go back 15 years. I okay. mentioned Antonio Daniels basketball camp. Yeah. And I remember we were, you um, you... Helped me to get hired there. Yep. So I was one of the coaches or trainers or whatever it was at that point in time. Yeah. But I remember a conversation we had because after the basketball camp, they would they would have a they would have runs or they would have pickup games. Yeah. And you told me you're like like look, I know you, you you've done a little basketball in high school and you might have been somewhat you know successful at your school. Right. But you were telling me this is this is not this college level. This is a couple of tiers up. So uh, do you remember that conversation? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I remember you coming uh, and I do rem slightly remember that conversation, but I do know the context for sure. Right, right. Yes. Now, yes. now um, and what's funny, I seen it there. I, I don't even think I got a shot up, you know, playing with those guys. Those guys were playing pro overseas. Of course, Antonio yeah. Daniels was in the league. Yeah. But, um, and I think D, uh, 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 what was it, Devin Brown? Didn't Devin Brown play that year? Was he there that year? Because Devin Brown had come through. A bunch of the UT basketball players came through. Mm -hmm. Like this is this was a whole different level. Yes. Whole different level. Right, yeah. right. Now, I wanted to ask you that about how you've seen these different levels also, though, in the corporate world, in business, and how you've navigated that world. Yeah. For me, I don't know. There's... From a basketball standpoint, you could be insecure or worried, like, man, these right. are at the next level. I don't belong on the same court. But yeah. how you navigated these tiers of success that are also in business? Great question. Um, I think, you know, some for me, I, I, I think that when I first started my business, there was this need to constantly be talking. 
Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like almost like I had to be in the room and be heard so that people knew, number one, who I was and that I had something to say. Mm -hmm. And then as I started to watch those above me, as I started to sit in rooms with people way above me, I started realizing that, you know, typically the smartest person in the room is not the one talking. Wow. They're listening. Come on. I, I like and, that quote. They take that quote, y'all. You're, yeah. you're listening in. The smartest one in the room is not talking. They're typically not talking. And 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 not only are they not talking, they're figuring out every single person in the room. And they can pretty much kind of spot, okay, who is the imposter, right? Who sure. who who's 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 just tr- trying to, you know, show that they have something of value, you know, to give. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so what I started realizing is that, and this is, this is over, you know, this is having my business for a few years. I mean, I, I think I was four or five years in before I really realized that Tomas, you just, you need to listen. You got, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to walk into the room and just listen, mm-hmm. ask questions and hear what's going on and i knew that that's what the people above me were doing wow now, they were you, listening and the, the powerful thing about it is you have the gift of communication so you're wired with this gift but to be able to say there's a time for me to use this gift and there's a time not to yeah and i'll give you a perfect example right go ahead. so the perfect example is you 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 are in a meeting and i've shared this where you know someone mentions oh i was a teacher while they're talking to you. And my nature would be to stop them dead in the conversation, go, I was a teacher too. I taught for 11 years. And then I literally just hijacked the entire story. Mm -hmm. And now it's all about me. Wow. And over time, I started to realize that I had to harness that, hey, what is the relatability? I had to harness it, let them speak, Ask them more questions, and then later on, I would I I call it you know where you 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 circle back mm-hmm. when they're done and you can feel like they're done. They're like, "What about you?" And you say, "You know what? I was a teacher too." Mm. And it changed when I started realizing that it changed the whole dynamic of how I network, how I meet with people, how I discuss, how I in a group, how I'll get everybody. My wife always laughs. I'll get everybody to kind of pitch into the conversation as opposed to allowing. I say, hey, well, what do you think about that? Or what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, 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 the smartest people in the room listen. Yes. And they and, engage others. And how do you prevent from being envious of others' success? And then also, how do you prevent from even, you know, even some of the insecurity that could, that could come from being in the room with these super successful people? Well, I just, I, I love the idea of, and, and, and I can't remember exactly who said it, but, but, but it's the idea of don't judge your beginning with someone's middle. Mm, okay? Yes. Right? Like in the middle of surgery, it looks like a murder. There we go. Okay. Like <laughs> that's a little graphic, <laughs> that is but, graphic, but literally like, right. Think about it. So if I'm at my beginning, why in the world would I want to judge my beginning to his middle? Mm-hmm. 
Right. And most of the people that are ahead of you, they may not even be in the middle. They may be at the 75 or the uh, the 10 yard line about to go into yes. the end zone mm-hmm. or they're about to wrap it up and just kind of just go to the next phase, maybe retire or do whatever they want to do next. Mm-hmm. So to me, I always think like, look, I, I and, and, and this was difficult because in the beginning, you're constantly measuring. Oh, yes. It's it's because you're starting. You're like, well, I got to I got to measure up. I got to measure up. I got to mm-hmm. measure up. But over time, I sort of realized you know, my measure of success cannot be someone's middle mm-hmm. or someone's end. Sure. I have to base my success based on where I'm at and am I getting better? Yes. Am I getting yeah. better? Am Ooh, I that, getting that better? Huge. And when you and I spoke probably two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago, uh, you said something on the phone to me and you were talking about, you asked me how it's going. I was like, well, it's, I mean, in some ways it's going really good. Sometimes it's not yeah. going good. And, and I was sharing, I was like, you know, I have like 22 YouTube subscribers, nothing to brag about, right. you know? And then you challenged my thinking and you said, realize the power of one. Yeah. And just, and, and you mentioned even some of the, you know, one of the guys that you and I both look up to, John Maxwell, and him hitting his stride really in his 50s. Yep. So there's a potential that where my, not to get caught up with, well, John Maxwell's speeches get millions and millions of follows or and he has millions and millions of subscribers and everything he's doing, but to not make that comparison, yep. but to be okay with the growth and continuing to go, go in my own journey. Yeah, because because you're 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 judging your beginning on John Maxwell's middle, mm-hmm. and his middle is just ridiculous. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean John Maxwell, the scope of his influence, right? Uh, so yeah, so you you got to step back and you just gotta you you judge based on your level of success mm-hmm. needs to come from where are you at and are you improving daily? Yes, I love that. Yep. I love that measure of success. And it, it reminds me of, you know, like I think it was a couple of months ago, LeBron James's son, Bronny James, yeah. just got on social media. So he, he just get, get grabbed like a million followers immediately. And I'm like, his beginning is like, again, 100,000 times yeah. bigger than my beginning. Right. But to your point of my success is, am I growing daily? Are you growing? That's something that's in my control. I can determine what happens with my own growth. Yep. I can't determine who follows me and who's not. And hopefully if I create content that's great enough, yep. then it gets the people's attention that I need. But you even said this, if you are if you have one person tuning in, one. that's what it's about. Yeah. Gary V, one is greater than zero. Mm-hmm. Gary Gary V had terrible views on his Wine Library TV when he started. <laughs> I mean... Those videos, if you go back and look at them, they were terrible. <laughs> I mean, just bad videos uh, in terms of quality, what we would consider today, but that was the technology at the time. They weren't great, but he was doing authentic content. Wow. So one is greater than zero. Yes. Yep. Another quote I'm taking away from this yeah. one. Yeah, Gary Vee said that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your leadership journey. Okay. So when did you first see yourself as a leader? When did I first see myself as a leader? Well, I think there there are phases, right? I think there are phases when you when you realize your influence, and I and I think if I were to ask that after John Maxwell going to IMC, um, that which is the training for John Maxwell coaches, after I went to that, I realized that my leadership journey had begun a long time ago. Yes, right. Now, before I went to IMC, I thought that my leadership had to be where basically it was it was uh, because you had a title or you're a business owner or or you were you know put into this prominent uh, 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 promontory 
position because other people now are looking up to you because of what you've done. And uh, when I, after John Maxwell, I realized it's like, you know, leadership is influence. Yes. So, so nothing more, nothing less. It's just, mm -hmm. do you have influence over people? So then I started going back and I'm like, well, man, like, I mean, there were leadership capabilities in me when I was in kindergarten, yes. you know what I mean? Like when I got to fifth grade and we had the contest to see who could walk on their hands the longest. Mm -hmm. And just that walking on my hands, we would walk the length of the gym and we'd walk back. Wow. And that became like everybody wanted to learn how to walk on their hands. Mm -hmm. We had a group of kids that all could do it and then more kids would try to do it. So we were influencing people to do new things and push themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so I think John Maxwell helped me solidify really what is influence. So I, I think as parents, if you look at your little ones, if you have little ones, you're gonna already start to see signs where they're influencing you. They're influencing, right. you know, you, the way you, you know, maybe discipline or parent sometimes in the in the ideas that they have. And so, uh, so yeah, I think knowing what influences now, that started at a young age. Yes. And it reminds me of what influence is. As pe a lot of people want influence. They want to be more influential or even they want to grow as a leader and then pinpointing the influential people around them and beginning to ask, what is it that's happening? Like you said, with the this child that's influencing their parent, like what's happening that makes me influenced by this child? Mm -hmm. Or even, you know, we, you know, you and I both believe in helping organizations and businesses and how do you help their leaders to become better or more influential? But sometimes right in those organizations are already incredibly influential people that never even have the role right. to your point yep. where it's, it might be um, the guy that organizes the happy hour af mm -hmm. after work. Yep. That person is influencing five professionals or however many people that go with them yeah. to go have the drink. But what is it that would make somebody say yes to them? And it captures like influence, leadership. Yeah. And all of that. Well, people don't think they can lead up. They don't think that wherever they're at, that they have influence to go upward with that influence, mm -hmm. to influence people above them. Right. And I, I just, I tell people all the time, if, you, if you're working at a company and you feel like you need a title to be a leader, then you obviously don't understand leadership. Oof. You don't know. You don't That's understand right. it, That's right. because it, because it, the manager doesn't all. They're not always the best leader. Mm -hmm. And you think about any. I can go back to a lot of jobs that I've had. The manager wasn't the best leader. Mm -hmm. There was typically somebody on that team that was a way better leader. Mm -hmm. It's just that the manager got the opportunity. So you can lead nowhere, no matter where you're at in an organization. That's that three and sixty degree leader, yes, yes. right? That John talks about in his book. And so you just have to step into it knowing that I have influence and I have a way that I can influence the people around me mm -hmm. and that influence can go up, it can go down, it could go horizontal, yes. it could cross all boundaries mm -hmm. if you're willing to do what you need to do mm -hmm. and not just do the bare minimum, but you got to go above and beyond. Yes. Which, you know, a lot of people sometimes miss out on that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes like you kind of accidentally influenced and you don't even realize it. Yep. Um, I, I know um, in, in my own journey, um, I think I think about service, right? And one of the people that inspired me and I was asking her, I noticed she was influential and I, I'm asking her, you know, hey, what helped you? You know, what helped you in this journey? And she was talking about, I fill up people's water bottles. Mm -hmm. like, like, that's it. Like, they could do that themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's going, no, no, no. Like, it's one way that I, as a leader, serve 
And all of a sudden we have greater influence. Yeah. And I'm just going, what? Like just serving and even a way that they're physically able to do for themselves, but to be able to go back to that and just find ways to serve. And that's something that kind of stuck, stuck with me, yep. which is whatever situation I'm in or people are above me or who are more successful or who are at my level or who are coming up. Um, can I find a way to serve them? Serve. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Mm -hmm. So for you as the owner of Luxury Home Magazine, San Antonio and Austin, what would you say is the most rewarding part of being the the owner? The owner? Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there's some freedom with that, right? You know, um, there, there's a little bit of freedom. You know, the people are, are, are kind of mesmerized with the uh, entrepreneur word. Right. I want to be yes. an entrepreneur. I want to mm -hmm. own my own business. Um, I I never really thought of myself as an entrepreneur until I'd I'd say probably the second or third year of starting the business. And I, you know, I never really identify with that word. And then the more I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, I can kind of identify that. But I I think the the and going back to your question, so the question is, what do you think is the biggest uh re reward? reward. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest reward is knowing that. I have people that work for me, that work on my team, that I can help them accomplish with this job, right? Mm -hmm. With this opportunity to accomplish their own personal journey with what they want to do. Yes. So they're yes, they're working for Luxury Home Magazine, but but really what they're doing is I'm providing them an opportunity, a job yes. to give back to their family, their community. And so the reward is, is just knowing that I can. I have the ability to write that paycheck. I have the yes. ability to to sign that and and know that man. I'm I'm helping them take care of this, or I'm helping them take care of that. I'm helping them pay for that trip. I mean, that's that's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. yes. Um, and I you know I never thought I'd have employees. Sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right, right. I never thought I'd have people that worked for me, and so being able to do that is pretty cool. Yes, you know, I love that. I love hearing that, and it's it's something that you know, again, that's something I'm I'm aspiring to regarding like what would that be like? You know, right now this is the early journeys. This is yep. a you know, it's not a one man show because there's so many people that are investing in and helping out. But um, but as far as who's on the strong life coach payroll, you know, it's yeah. one, well, actually, I guess two guys, if you count this past weekend, you know, with the, with the producer. But right. but but the value of that, I, I'm looking forward to that part of the journey. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, I could see how it's valuable and it's precious to be able to support other people in their livelihood yeah. and then seeing them to be able to um, achieve or accomplish or even if, even if it's trips and things like that to see more yeah. of the world because to them see them buy a house yes. you know <laughs> to see what what with what one of my employees when when he bought his his house uh, I, I, it's just it's really neat uh, to be a part of that mm -hmm. so who would you say has been the biggest influence on your leadership journey you know, my 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 leadership journey. It's it's interesting because I I I you know for a long time I looked at that as is almost like a, you know, like a five year window, right? Like okay, who are the top five, or you know, in this five year window, who are the biggest? But then I got to go back and go, okay, I I you know five year win or five year window is not really fair because I've I've had people pouring into me. You know, I'll be forty four in September, mm -hmm. and so I've had people pouring into me for many many years. But I go back to you know a couple. Examples. Number one, I'll start with my mom. Okay. Yes. So 
when I was uh, about to graduate, I, I I wanted to go to ITT Technical School, and 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 this is this is nothing against ITT Technical School, but I I thought I was a, I was an artist. I like to draw. You know, I thought this would be great. Mm -hmm. I could get in there, get out, and do uh, 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 computer animated drafting, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, CAD or whatever, learn that system. And uh, I remember the, the the gentleman coming to my house and playing a video and looking at my drawings with my mom. And my mom just sat there with her arms crossed. And the gentleman was like, uh, "Do you, you know?" you know do ma'am do you have any questions and she said no my son's going to college and 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 really that was mm. that statement right there in a moment completely shaped my future in that one statement wow my son is going to college mm -hmm. because I had no desire because because I thought I was going to get a scholarship to play basketball and I didn't. And so once that window closed in my mind, college closed because wow. I just thought, you know, well, I had a, I don't know how to pay for that. Right. Sure. But my mom was like, no, my son's going to college. Mm -hmm. And so in that one statement really began the entire well, it didn't begin it but it was it was a catalyst that kind of put me on this trajectory and then of course you know my dad um seeing my dad graduate from college when i was 22 years old i saw my dad walk across the stage nice my dad was uh somewhere around four uh 40 he was in his 40s and that was another so here i am in college and i'm watching my dad graduate from college it was yes. another pivotal moment and just thinking okay like I can finish, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yes. And so that shaped my leadership journey, seeing that. And then moving forward, I've had so many different, you know, uh, uh, people one by one that have just poured nuggets into me, yes. poured ideas. I'll never forget uh, one of my best friends, uh, uh, Wesley. You know, Wesley told me something seven years ago, and I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard, right? Wesley told me success is a journey. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Wes. <laughs> and I remember looking at him, and I, I think I was on the phone with him, and I just remember, he's like, no, it's a journey. It's not a destination. You see, in my mind, when I started my business, I had this idea that success was a destination. Mm -hmm. It was when I get here. Sure. Successful. Mm -hmm. When I did this, successful, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. And I had like these little flags marked out, like my dream car or dream trip or what have you. Sure. And Wesley's like, look, dude, success is just a journey. You're you're on this journey and your success journey keeps going. Even when you hit that dream car, it doesn't stop. So right. it's a journey. It's continuing. That shaped my leadership. Mm -hmm. That shaped my mentality yes. of what, you know, just uh, being, a, being a leader and what being successful was. Mm -hmm. And so there's just been so many things. And then I think in, in, in the, the grand scheme of everything, uh, I think I look back to Brad Taylor. Brad Taylor is the owner of the franchise Luxury Home Magazine. Mm -hmm. And Brad, like literally when I started my company, I called Brad in a mill. Uh, he was a vice president. I called those two guys every single day wow. for probably two years while wow. I was building my business. Because you remember, you know, when you, when, when, when you don't have all the answers, you need somebody to call. You yes. need someone to pick up the phone and talk to. And I had mentors and people pouring in my life. So that's part of my leadership journey mm. is having those people that were pouring into me. Yes. So the leader I am today is, is a culmination. It goes back to a quote, no one succeeds alone. Right. I just had that on my Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and and so that whole idea is, you know, everybody's been pouring into me to make me the leader that I am today. Yes. 
what I love about your description, I love a lot of things about your description, but one of them is you talk about what your mom and Wesley did. Yeah. And you bring up these quotes or things that they said in those moments. Or yeah. your mom was about vision, right? No, a big vision, time. vision for you. I, I, it's a bigger vision than ITT Tech. Yeah. Then Wesley was about how you saw success and, yeah. and almost challenging that. But then you have your dad where that angle of the story is about his example. Yep. And then so you get like these influences in your life that are all around us. Yep. People that are going to give us these great nuggets and truths. People that are going to give us this vision. People yeah. that are going to be an example to us. And we just have to be ready and receptive to the people and the influence around us. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate how you said there's um there's so many people that contributed to your success. Oh, I mean, it, it's huge. hard. Even I asked the question, who, you know, seemingly yeah. asking for one, but really it's a it's a challenging just to limit to one person because yep. so many people are around us and have invested in us yeah i mean you could i mean that could just be the one book right that you write is like who are all the people that poured into you yes could be a lot of people right and even you could even categorize it right like who poured into my marriage uh, who poured, poured into me while i was in college yes who poured into me while I was a teenager, right? So yeah. you were somebody important to me since I was like 17. You would get guys together and play basketball with yeah. us, you know? And you have these different, you know, um, tiers are different uh, categories of people that influence us, yeah. which is incredible. I mean, I know I know you've been blessed tremendously because of people pouring into you. Oh, big time. And, and I feel it as well. Like, man, like, who am I to get all of these people just to believe in me and to pour in? Yep. Yep. It's powerful. For you, what was a unique challenge you faced and had to overcome in your leadership journey? Well, one of the, one of the things in a leadership journey is that when you start a business, there is this ten, natural tendency to think that you have to be the one to do everything. There's a natural tendency to go like, if, if, if it, if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. And, and, and so I had this tendency when I first started with the business so to, to think that I needed to do it all. Mm -hmm. And I heard people tell me, you know, well, you need to delegate, you know, leaders delegate, leaders delegate. And so the challenge for me was, is letting things go that I didn't really need to touch. Mm -hmm. Letting things go that really were not going to be massive pieces to the success of, of everything that we we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I had to realize that, you know, I had to hire someone to help me sell. And that was like one of the hardest things. I remember I was, I was sitting in uh, across from the W Hotel in Austin. Mm -hmm. I was going back and forth between San Antonio and Austin selling the magazine. And Christina was in the car with me and I just broke down. And I just told her, I said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. We were, this 2000, I don't know, 2014, 15, uh, cause we started in 13. So it was in that time frame where I was just like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm wore out. Like I, I don't know how to continue. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me with only the, the love that a wife could look at you and be like, I told you to hire somebody. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like, you know, the answer, you just do cheap. You don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And she was right. I mean, she was, I my, my wife, I mean, the, the amount of wisdom and that's another person that golly, like, the leader that I am today, if I don't mention her, like, I don't like, think about this without my wife. I don't, uh, I don't go to John Maxwell. 
Think about that, right? right. I don't even understand what a true leader is, that a leader is influence. I don't go there. Without my wife, we don't start Luxury Home Magazine. Luxury Home Magazine doesn't exist. Without without my wife, you and me aren't even on this podcast. And you might not even know about John Maxwell's coaching. That's right, because you were the person I went to and I said, hey, you're the only person I know that's John Maxwell certified. Tell me what you have. So that is a big part to this whole leadership thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is that she influenced all of that. And so, you know, her influence in that moment was so massive because right there in that moment, she spoke that, that, listen, you can't do it all Mm -hmm. and you weren't meant to do it all. So as a leader, that was probably the, one of the bigger biggest challenges that I faced is that I had to delegate and I had to entrust with people to do things, mm. and that's not easy. Yes, I, no, and I relate. I mean, I've asked myself about the audio, the video, and, and truthfully, one of the guys that that um, that came by and we were talking about doing some video work, and uh, and it just I, I felt myself hesitating, like. And, and he has more gifts. I'm not a video editor. I, and it's it's part of it is like knowing our gifts, yep. right? What am I great in and what am I not? Yep. You know, nobody's ever asked me to sing at their wedding. Yeah. Nobody's ever asked me to do a fancy dance in front of every, you know. Yep. Nobody's ever asked me to do a handstand and walk across the gym. Right. There's a lot of areas that nobody's asked me to do because I have no talent. Yeah. And there's no ability. Nobody pays for mediocrity, right? Yeah. But what I do and what you do, right, from a communication standpoint is a gift. And then being able to find ways to delegate is such a huge area. Um, but I could see how even for me, it's like I like having my hand in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you think if 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 I touch it, it's going to be better. And the reality is that's that's our own ego. Yes. That's our own, you know, uh, 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 pride that's stepping in to want to touch everything when there there's there's more valuable things you could be doing with your time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me ask you about your transition okay the transition from this journey so you had your your bachelor's degree your master's degree this vision of being a principal Mm -hmm. and then you have 11 years as a teacher Mm -hmm. and then making the decision to transition to luxury home magazine what happened there what brought that about you know um i wasn't supposed to start the magazine christina was going to start the magazine Okay. Okay. And so the transition point came when when uh, I had my contract with the company that I was working with. We were negotiating, and in the in and within the negotiation, I realized that it it, it probably wasn't going to work. I wasn't going to be able to continue with that company. Love the company. I st- just played golf with the the owner of the company just uh, this weekend. Uh, uh, bo- uh, both of them are uh, uh, friends and people that have. have poured into me, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, they believed in me when, I mean, goodness, I was teaching teachers at the age of 26, wow. traveling across the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And that was a company that believed in me. The speaker that I am today is because of what they poured into me, wow. right? And so um, I think about, um, remind me of the question again, because I, I lost my track there, but- What happened in the transition? In the transition. Yes. So in that transition, what happened is with that company, I realized I wasn't gonna be able to do that company Mm-hmm. Right. And do and help my wife with Luxury Home Magazine. Mm-hmm. So there was this there was this moment in history that's like I remember where I was in in Houston and I called my wife and I said, listen, here's the deal. It's not going to work. I need you to get a job on Monday. Oh, that's tomorrow because this was a Sunday <laughs> night. I need you to get a job. And I need you to make X amount of money because we need to pay our bills. So you need to make X amount of money. So you need to negotiate and you need to be aggressive. And then I said, (laughs) 
and 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 oh, and by the way, we got to figure out childcare for our son because Enzo was like he was little bitty, you know mm. what I mean? And then and then I said, and then in the meantime, I'm gonna start Luxury Home Magazine. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna be the one that launches it and starts it. Mm. And uh, she goes, okay, and I, and I'll never forget it. Christina was just like, did like, okay, that's it. She's that's like, it. okay. Next day, she had a job making exactly what we needed. Wow. Had a job that day. On a, The next day, she had a job with a contract doing exactly what we needed. And that was the moment that I resigned from the company that I was at. And the transition was in. I'm now the owner and publisher of Luxury Home Magazine, which doesn't exist. I have to create it from the ground up. Because wow. there was no magazine. There was nothing in San Antonio at that Got time. Got it. So the transition then became... I worked my face off, like, and I mean, like, uh, you talk about they talk about grind, hustle, all of that stuff. I literally was. I, I, we would we would be sitting at dinner, and I would have the phone, and I would constantly be on my phone mm -hmm. for two years, two and a wow. half years. I mean, everything lived and died on that phone in terms of contracts and could. So there was this transition of just. I literally said, this has to work. I've invested thousands and thousands of dollars. This has to work. I cannot fail. Wow. And no, so- No plan B. There's a, th th we burned the ships. Mm -hmm. Like the ships have been burned. We, all that money is gone. Like our savings, everything's gone. Wow. We burned the ships. Now it's time to go. We have to make this work. Mm -hmm. And that was the vision. Like this has to work period there is no plan b mm -hmm. and and because we had no investors it was all our own money we had uh begged borrowed and everything else and figured <laughs> out how to get the money to make this happen to buy mm -hmm. the franchise there was this transition of i am this is all this is on my shoulders mm -hmm. you know for my wife and my family and my son who's you know a year old Sure. And so that transition was just, it's, it's, we're all in. And if you've ever played poker and you know about poker, when you push the chips all in, you're like, this is it. I, I'm all in. I don't have anything left. And that's what I did. We pushed in all in. And, um, you know, we've been very blessed. Yes. The magazine has been a, has been a, a massive success. Mm -hmm. And success, again, is a relative word. Right. People get caught up with like success is money or success is you right. have this or you have that. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been blessed to learn that, you know, as my friend Wesley said, man, this is a journey. This success journey has been so amazing and such a blessing for my family mm -hmm. that because of it, I was able to go to John Maxwell. Yes. And because of that, I was able to pour into you. Yes. And because of that, I've done these masterminds and I've had some experience with people that literally from those masterminds, their entire world, world has been flipped upside down understanding wow. personal development and the power of it yes and so uh i this this transition has been amazing and it's made me a completely new almost like recreated and pulled mm. out all those things that were in there there were seeds of greatness yes as john maxwell yes. talks about they were there mm -hmm. i just had never been in the right environment for those seeds to sprout and right grow. so man so many great points you're hitting on there. Um, environments, yeah. we could talk for quite a bit on that one alone. Yeah. But um, I love seeing how influential you are. Again, I admire what you're doing, who you connect with. Um, I, again, like there's a lot of me that goes, hey, if I could be, you know, where, where Tomas is, you yeah. know, in, in my with my business, you know, um, then hey, I feel pretty good about me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, well, I appreciate that. But I want to tell you, like I told you in your war room, you know, you're already ahead in so many ways. Mm -hmm. You just don't see it. Sure. Right. right it's like right, you right. know. Again, we judge our beginning by someone's middle. Exactly. That's right. And 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 sometimes you you just have to allow the. I call it the process. It's part of the process. Yes, right. You're in process, and when you're in that process, sometimes it's hard to see mm -hmm. the result of what you're planting. Yes. Because some of it's still growing, some mm -hmm. of it's still scattered out there. So, dude, you are—I'm telling you, man—you're—you are a lot further ahead than you think. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm gonna have to take that clip and play it over and yes, over again. <laughs> that's right. Put that on a uh, loop. Right. So let me—I want to bring it in for a landing because I want to yep. be respectful of your time. Um, well, first, thank you for joining the show. You are, are one of the guys who will always be welcome here. So yeah. whenever you have time in your schedule, okay, around all the successful things that you're doing, yes, you have some time. Um, I think people tuning in would just love to hear more about you. Of course, they could listen to you over on your podcast. Yes. And of course, over here, we'd love to have you over over and over again Yeah, uh, to share your insight and to, to, for me to be able to um, showcase yeah. your experience and expertise. Love it. So to bring it in for a landing, um, favorite qualities mm -hmm. about Christina, mm. your wife, favorite qualities, or favorite, what's a quality? Yeah. Quality about Christina, yeah. your son Enzo, Okay. mom, and dad. Okay, so Christina, uh, unconditional. Just, I mean, she is her 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 love in and and uh, she is one hundred percent unconditional and will give literally anything she has to anybody at any point. Um, mm. She is a giver, 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 massive giver. And the other thing is, I think the best quality is is um, encouragement. Uh, she believed in me mm -hmm. in so many ways that, that I still don't see the full vision of what she sees in me. Wow. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like, but she sees so much more than mm -hmm. even I see in myself. Mm -hmm. And when you have someone like that, you know, on your team, yes. that is like, you know, 100%, like, you know, she, she, she sees so much more than I see, um, it's man, I, and I remember saying this before we got married. It's like we're gonna make a great team. I, yes. That was like my pitch to like, like you should marry me. You know, that was my pitch. I I didn't realize she's the franchise player. Christina is the franchise. I mean, look for everybody that has met my wife, look. she is the LeBron James. Like Mom. you don't get it twisted. You know, my wife is franchise. I, I'm just I'm a, I'm a supporting cast mm -hmm. in her just <laughs> believing in me because yes. she she believes in me so much. For my son. I think Enzo, the, the word I think of is empathy because he, he is, he just has this natural uh, empathy and he can see when people are hurting. Wow. He can mm -hmm. sense when people are, are just, they need something. Yes. And for, you know, he's had that since he was little, mm -hmm. like little, little. And I remember, you know, one of my prayers for Enzo that I would pray every night is that what God would give him wisdom and understanding. Mm -hmm. And I would constantly, I would pray while he was sleeping and I would rub his back. Yes. And I think that that is the, I think that's what God has given him is mm -hmm. that he has this empathetic just... Like it's just there, you know, mm -hmm. it's powerful. And yes. so that would be, you know, and then, and then 
he has no fear. Like he just mm -hmm. he loves roller coasters. I love that quality about him. He's yes. not scared. He wants to try new things. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that. You know, um, for my dad, I, I, I when I think about my dad, I just think I, I, I remember, you know, hearing his story and hearing him grow up. And I just remember him talking about, you know, getting, you know, uh, his drop from dropping out of school to joining the military and mm -hmm. and just his career as a soldier in the army for 23 years. Wow. I just just think you know perseverance i think you know he's just he's one of those people that you know he's just he, it's like when we play golf he's steady eddie he's right down the middle he's just you know he is consistent and he's in shape like he he'd whoop both of us okay <laughs> i mean if you saw my dad i just think consistency you mm -hmm. know consistency yes. and um in in his finances consistency saving and 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 putting together you know a great little nest egg for 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 the family i mean mm -hmm. i just i love that yes. uh for my mom i just just joy like my mom is a tsa agent uh, shout out to all the tsa agents mm -hmm. if you're ever there and you see a a, a beautiful smile and <laughs> someone just you know a, a, a tsa agent where you're like you're not like the other tsa agents that's mm -hmm. my mom it's just joy <laughs> happiness and i get nice. my my energy i think from my mom i mm -hmm. get i get her 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 thirst for just you know, being around people and enjoying the moment. I mean, that's mm -hmm. my mom. And and then the other thing is just toughness. I think my mom is really tough. You wow. know, she may not think that, but I know my mom is tough yes. uh, with everything that she's been through. So I think I get some of that toughness mm -hmm. from her, yes. you know, uh, from a quality standpoint. So, yeah, it's just, you know, they've all made me who I am. And, and, and I will tell you, your kids will challenge you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's one of the things I love about Enzo is that he will challenge us. He'll say, hey, wait a minute, you said this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love that because I, I want him to, you know, to yes. have his voice. Mm -hmm. You want your kids to have a voice. That's right. you know? So, yeah, those are the qualities. That, I yeah. love hearing yeah. about your family and what you love about them. Yeah. Well, let's bring it in for a close. Yeah. Um, I'm here with Tomas Martinez. We're at the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate the opportunity, my man. Thank you. Yes, sir.